centuries ago, the psalmist said, this is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome all to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Mark Williams, your senior minister, and I'm joined today in worship by one of your Stephen ministers, Ronnie Ballone. And it is such a joy to be with all of you here, both in person as well as online. If you're worshiping today with us in person, there are some blue registration pads in your pews. I'd ask that you pass those down the pews so that we can best connect with you. And if you're worshiping today online with us, perhaps share with all where you are tuning in and connecting with us from. A number of different ways to get involved in the life and the ministry of our church family. And before we begin our time of worship together, I wanted to mention just a few. One week from today, on Sunday, August the 20th, there'll be a new member luncheon. We would love to have you participate in uh, the luncheon. And there's a little bit more information about that in your bulletin. This coming Tuesday at Seasons 52, there'll be a social soiree, and there's more information about that in your bulletins as well. A great opportunity for you to connect with those who you share pews with. And I have so much enjoyed over the past couple of weeks getting to know many of you in meetings with Mark. Some of you are aware that I'm your new senior minister, so over the last couple of weeks I've been meeting with groups, small groups of folks, to connect and hear your hopes and dreams about the life of the church. There are still some opportunities to sign up as we've made some more sessions available. And if you're interested in a meeting with Mark, uh, be sure to sign up for that in the gathering place before you leave today. And then finally, we have a special announcement this morning from Sarah Treiser, our volunteer youth director, who has some very exciting events planned in the life of middle school and high school students. Will you all join me in welcoming Sarah? Good morning. Good morning. Just checking that the mic works, although I was a former teacher, so I really don't need the mic. But uh, good morning again. I have some exciting news to share with you. We are going to start the teen youth group next month on, on September 10th at 4 p.m. Now, this new youth group is for teens only, grades 6 through 12, middle school and high school. And we are going to meet two Sundays a month. Um, in the afternoon from 4 to 6. That should work well with everyone's schedule. Um, now, the best part about it is that it's open to any teen in the area. The teen does not have to belong, or the family does not have to belong to NUCC. It's open to anyone. So I think that is such a positive for our church. But what we're going to focus on is faith, fun, and fellowship. So some of the fun things that we are going to do, we're going to go to movies. Uh, we're going to go bowling. We're going to have a couple service projects. Uh, we are going to do beach cleanup, maybe a little yoga. Um, we're definitely going to do some things for the elderly and the shut-ins at Christmas. So there's a lot planned. So 
I am asking all of you to spread the word. Please be messengers of this great new program. And if you know of a teen, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's a grandchild, maybe your golf buddy, he or she has a teen in their lives, please spread the word and let them know that they are welcome to participate in this group. I also have an email address. If you want to shoot me an email and let me know that you invited someone, or even if you have questions, please feel free to contact me and I will answer them for you. So this is a very exciting year in the time of our church that we are going to extend our ministry to teens. They so need it. And so th thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Sarah. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Come, enjoy the stillness and quietness of this sacred space. Relish the solitude of your personal time with God. O oh God, who is greater than the most powerful forces in this world, enable us to be still and know that you are God. The Lord Almighty is here among us. Just stop. Can't you feel God? O Lord, who answers out of the chaos of everyday life, breathe in us your Holy Spirit to strengthen, comfort, and guide us in the midst of the storm. Be still, meaning relax, stop, and be calm and make room for God. O still small voice, speak to us in this hour, in this place, that we might become makers of your peace in our homes, in our communities, and in our world. We pray all this in the name of the one who calmed the raging sea. Amen. Please follow along and say the words that are printed in your bulletin as we pray the prayer of invocation. O oh God, our gentle parent, you come to us not in whirlwind or tornado, nor in the midst of the earthquake or hurricane, nor in the crackling of a brush fire, but in the sound of sheer silence. Bring calm to the storms that batter us and blow us off course. We don't need to walk on water, we need only walk through our lives as whole and holy children who recognize your love unites us, buoys us, and carries us forward to face in a complex world. Help us see through the clutter of daily existence in order to focus on what's most important, love, compassion, and faith in our minds bring peace to our hearts and stillness to our bodies that we might meet you in that silence. Help us to inspire whispering voice. Give us the courage to go wherever you lead us, trusting that you will prepare the way. We pray this in the name of the companion on the journey, Jesus Christ. Please join your hearts with mine as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer, followed by the Lord's Prayer. 
When we feel compelled to push everything to the limits, even you, Holy One, it is enough that your grace can slow us down. When we stand naked and exposed to the buffeting winds of our doubts and questions, it is enough, healing spirit, that you clothe us in your peace and love and put our minds at ease. When we are entangled in that legion of worries and fears which can consume our lives, it is enough, spirit of silence, that you untie the knots and set us free. In Southwest Florida, we are fortunate to have warnings of impending natural disasters. It is enough, loving Jesus, that you keep in your warm embrace your beloved children, our neighbors, our friends, the animals, and all those struggling to survive the catastrophic and devastating fast-moving brush fires on Maui. It is enough God in community, holy in one, that you are with us, even as we pray, as Jesus has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes to us from the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. You can follow along as it is printed in your bulletin. At that place, Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. This ends the reading of today's Holy Scripture.
Last week, I got the question. You know, the favorite question to ask the minister, especially the new minister in the Meet with Mark session. Over the years, I've fielded the question on so many occasions, including some inopportune places like the barber's chair or the middle seat of an airplane. And the question goes something like this. So, minister, when did you feel called to ministry? If I had a dollar for every time I got that question, I'd be rich. And you know, my theory is that one of the key reasons why folks ask the minister that question is because beneath it lies a deeper one. Namely, does God speak to individual people? And it's sort of a cultural taboo, is it not? That's why you have to ask the minister. Recall a wonderful book I read many years ago by Christian author Dallas Willard entitled Hearing God. And in that book, Willard speaks of this cultural taboo whenever we share with anybody else that we've heard a word from God, and he refers to it as the UFO syndrome. Admit to anyone that you've heard God whisper to you and they are bound to look back at you as though you have gone off the deep end. For the topic makes us a little uncomfortable, does it not? I mean, we're a traditional church for progressive people. And this idea that God is going to whisper to us makes us all a bit squeamish. But I tell you what. I would much rather be accused of going off the deep end than staying in the shallow end. So let's go there this morning, off the deep end to the mouth of the cave of Mount Horeb. For we walk into our scripture passage today, and part of what we walk into is the story of God speaking individually to Elijah. The story is simply put, goes a little like this. Elijah's on the run from his enemies. They're trying to kill him. He finds himself hiding at Mount Horeb at the mouth of a cave. And there at the mouth of the cave, Elijah's made aware that God is going to come and be present for him. And this wind rumbles through the mountains. But God's voice is not in the wind. There's an earthquake that shakes the mountains. But God's voice is not in the earthquake. There's a fire that crackles, but God's voice is not in the fire. Rather, God whispers to Elijah beneath it all. What if, what if beneath the wind, the earthquake, the fire, all that is loud, God's voice can still be heard? I have a question that I would ask of you this morning, something to consider. Where do you today stand at the mouth of that cave? Perhaps it's a decision that you have been called to make and you're not quite certain which way to go. Perhaps it's a path that you may or may not take and you're not quite sure. Perhaps it's a stand you may or may not want to make and you're not quite sure of when and how to make it. Perhaps there's some direction you've been called to go in managing a conflict or managing your health, and you don't quite know which direction to go. What if, 
what if at the mouth of that cave, God's voice might be guiding, comforting, encouraging, steering? I have some good news and I have some bad news about the story of Elijah. And for all of us who may stand at the mouth of the cave this morning, and the bad news, the challenging news that I learned from this story is God may be totally uninterested in shouting God's message above the noise of our world. For we live in a world where there is a whole lot of wind, earthquake, and fire. I recall just a few days ago driving to church on 41, and it was early in the morning before the heat set in. And I stopped off at a gas station to fill my car up with gas. It was about 7.30 in the morning, and I could still feel a breeze at that time, which in and of itself is a miracle right now. And there I was. It was peaceful. I was was feeling the breeze, and all of the sudden, as I was filling up my gas tank, there was that television full color that was screaming at me news congressional hearings sports world cup soccer business earnings reports ads buy me drive me wear me put me in your hair (laughs) wind earthquake fire shouting at me Some of you who read the Wall Street Journal this past Thursday noted that there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about why Generation Xers, loosely defined as people in their 40s or 50s, are not returning to church quickly following the pandemic. According to some research by the George Barna Institute for Religion, as well as by the uh, Arizona uh, State Cultural Society, There is a key reason why these folks in Generation X may not be coming to church. And I was a little bit surprised by it, but then in kind of chewing on it a bit more, I said to myself, yep, that's right. You know what the reason was? Busyness, wind, earthquake, fire. Recall a humorous comment made many years ago by Christian author John Ortberg. He wrote a book entitled The Life You Always Wanted, and he was talking about all the voices we hear all day long that are telling us what to do. The voices of the experts, WebMD, the voices of self-help, tips, Google. And Ortberg says that if we were to try and accomplish all of the advice of all of the experts and do everything we should be doing, flossing included, It would take us 34 hours a day to get it all done. Wind, earthquake, fire. We live in such a loud and noisy world. But what if, what if beneath all the noise, God's still small voice can come into our lives to guide, direct, and encourage? Call it what you will. A gentle whisper, a still small voice, Pope John Paul II in his encyclical letter referred to it as the voice of the Holy Spirit, a mysterious leading. That voice does come to you, does come to me, perhaps just as it came to Elijah centuries ago. I know in my own spiritual journey, this was a hard concept for me to embrace and made me a little bit squeamish that God would guide and direct me through a gentle whisper. 
But then a colleague in the ministry presented to me something that I thought was really helpful in my discernment of it all. He said, can you imagine the alternative? Can you imagine worshiping a God who loved you but didn't want to speak with you? I mean, if you have a child or a grandchild, you want to speak with them. If you have a spouse, you want to speak with your mate. Would it be possible for God to be silent and still be loving? Surely a God who loves us without condition would want to speak with us. Beneath all of the noise, all of the wind, all of that that is the earthquake, all of the fire, there is a still small voice that can be heard. One of my favorite Hollywood movies uh, many years ago that came out was A Beautiful Mind. Remember that movie? It was the story of Professor Nash, the genius professor at MIT, uh, played by uh, Russell Crowe. And it's a beautiful movie. And over the course of the movie, Professor Nash begins to start having uh, uh, disillusions in his mind and can't quite figure out what it is that, that he's hearing. And he's hearing all of these voices. And you get to the end of the movie, and there's that Hollywood classic line that Professor Nash speaks. Thanks to loved ones and friends and families and doctors, he's able to discern which voices are true and which voices are false. And Professor Nash just simply said, we all hear voices. We just have to decide which ones we're going to listen to. So many voices, wind, earthquake, fire. But beneath them all, there is that gentle whisper. I'll close this morning with a favorite story of mine. It's the story of a young man who applied for a job as a Morse code operator. It was many years ago, and so the job post was in the local newspaper, and the young man showed up at the day of the interview that was promoted in the newspaper, and he walked into a telegraph uh, office, and there were seven other job candidates who were in the waiting room with him. And there on the receptionist's uh, counter was a sign that simply said, one by one, if you're here for the interview, you'll be summoned through that door over there. So the young man took a seat, and it was very, very loud and noisy. There was the sound of, of all things going on in the waiting room, all kinds of, of clutter, and the young man wasn't feeling very good about his chances. A couple minutes went by, and all of a sudden, he stood up and he walked through the door. He walked through the door, was there for five minutes, and came back through the door with the employer, the manager of the Morse code operation, and the manager shared back with all of the candidates in the waiting room, I thank you so much for coming, but this young man has got the job. And the other candidates in the room were saying, well, that's not fair. There's a sign on the receptionist's desk that says, we need to wait here until we are summoned. The employer shared back with all in the room, while you have been sitting here waiting, there has been the ticking of a telegraph machine behind that wall. And it's been ticking out the message, if you hear this, Walk through that door. What if, what if beneath the clutter, all the wind, 
the earthquake, the fire, there is still a voice to be heard. Great and gracious God, supplier of all gifts, we thank you for these gifts brought before you by your people. I ask, O God, that you would use them to make this, your church, a more faithful place to worship and to live, a place of mercy, compassion, and justice, and a place, O God, where you will bring more heaven to the chaos and noise that is earth. Amen. As you depart this place back out into a loud and noisy world, I pray that you will discern the quiet whisper of God. But first, a benediction. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may the Lord Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.